0: <coughs> contemplating going out and not going out. How the mind easily gets drawn into the things that we see, the things that we feel in the body, the sounds we hear, patterns of thought, memory, things that we've heard, things that we've seen, the attention goes out, the mind goes out and gets lost in its moods, born into sight, sound, smell, taste, touch. Just like in the, the Adita Pariyaya Sutta, the fire sermon, Visual objects, sounds, smells, tastes, sensations, tactile objects, mind objects. Contact with them, the feeling that arises, pleasant, painful, neutral. This is the process of birth. The attention goes out. Gets drawn into all of the different aspects of the experiential field. Our world, inner, outer. The not going out is what atamayata refers to. Tanmaya, consisting of that. Atamaya, not consisting of that. The mind is not creating a are there and out to get born into. It embodies uh, the dhamma itself, the qualities of its own nature. There's no out to go to in that respect. The dhamma is always here. It's that stillness that Lumpur Chah would refer to in terms of still flowing water. The perceptions, thoughts, feelings, they flow. Sensations, comfort, discomfort. Colors and sounds. Today's a bright frosty morning. Blue sky, frost edging the Blades of grass, colorful, beautiful, delightful. We get to know that dynamic, the attention being born into the beautiful, the delightful, the irritating, the unwanted, the uninteresting that which is dismissed because it's boring or unimportant. We get to know that dynamic in order that that quality of stillness can most fully and completely be embodied. The more that there's an understanding of how the attention gets drawn out, gets born into the beautiful, the ugly, the pleasant, the painful, The more that dynamic, that chemistry is known the more it's understood on a natural, intuitive level and the more easily the heart can be trained to not be drawn into that, to not feed that. To instead embody that quality of stillness within which all the flowing, the movement, the change occurs still flowing water, they don't interfere with each other, they don't exclude each other. But because our attention is so easily drawn to the flowing, the active, the changing, the stillness gets forgotten, gets missed. This present reality is ignored because the past, the future, far more interesting promising, full of nostalgia and fond feelings of the past, or regrets and pain of the past, hopes or anxieties for the future. But this moment, it's kind of ordinary, nothing special. Tamadā. So it takes a certain amount of effort to get to know how that dynamic of getting lost in moods and perceptions, how that works, and to train against that. To get to know it, to train to not follow it, and then to enjoy the dhamma that is ever-present, the dhamma that is at the heart of the dhammata, the ordinary, Right here, in this moment, the Dhamma is a kaliko, sentitico a kaliko, apparent here and now, timeless. It's not somewhere else. It's not off in the past with that sweet memory, those great people, beautiful place. It's not off in the future when things are going to get better, when we've got rid of our problems and have become enlightened over there, beyond the horizon. The dhamma is always akaliko, timeless, sanditiko, apparent here and now. So getting to know that outflowing habit, knowing it, feeling it, learning how to not be drawn into that, not to feed that, to stop that asava, that outflow, the asava kaya, a stopping of that outflow, then we find that peace has always been right here. Fulfillment, wholeness, has always been right here, nowhere else. As Lumpur Sumater would put it so often, to be practicing now in order to become enlightened in the future is setting things up in a completely wrong way guaranteed to produce more dukkha, frustration, disappointment. Because the attention is drawn away from the reality of the present. And it puts the whole of the practice of Dhamma in the framework of me, who's an unenlightened person. Instead, Dombor's encouragement would always be to be awake now. Be awake now, and not with me awake to my problems here in the present, but not me and my problems, but here is the Buddha mind aware of the way things are, the awake faculty of the heart, knowing this. These patterns of nature, these organic patterns of change, transformation, here it is, this moment. Perfect and complete. Nothing lacking, nothing extra. When the Buddha spoke about the asava, this outflowing tendency. different ways he defined these, or different characteristics, different things that the, the mind flows out after, different channels it follows. Khamasava, the outflow of sense pleasure, or sense desire. karmasava drawn into beautiful colors and shapes, beautiful sounds and flavors. Beautiful sensations, exciting, warm, comfortable, interesting. A shape, a taste, a flavor, a sound, an idea. kama is that flowing out into attractive, pleasant, delightful sense objects, or equally flowing out into... Disagreeable, unpleasant, off putting painful objects. It's still the sense world. That's one channel of outflow the mind easily follows. Kamasava. Bhavasava, the outflow of becoming. An urge to get somewhere, overlooking this to get to that. Wanting to be somebody, be something. The mind dwelling upon the feelings of defined being, relishing existence, relishing defined being. I am this. I'm a good person. I'm a monk. I'm a senior monk. whatever characteristics of our life that the attention likes to latch onto and identify with. I'm a woman. I'm sick. I'm a failure. I'm just an Nanagarika. That's all I am. I'm a layperson. I'm a foreigner. I'm really somebody special. All those I am's is the fuel of the bhavasava, the outflow of being, becoming, defined being. And it again, just as kamasava can dwell upon pleasant objects, attractive objects or painful and disgusting ones, bhavasava doesn't have to be inflated, I'm a special person, I'm a wonderful person, I'm the most accomplished nun in the whole group. I'm the best monk, I'm surely the most enlightened of all the lay people, surely. So it can be inflated sense of being, it can also be I'm a failure, I'm broken, I'm useless, I'm incurable, I'm wounded, I'll never get over it, I'm unforgivable. Those two are bhavasava, defined being, even if it's a painful quality of being, can be very attractive, a dis- defined sense of what I am. Bhavasava, to get to know that, longing for defined being. Ditasava ditti is views and opinions. Attaching to our own sense of rightness in information or ideas or points of view. I'm right, you're wrong. Dittasava, taking our opinions, our ideas, our experience to be absolutely solid, truthful, fact, reliable, complete. Giving that sense of definition and solidity from information, ideas, points of view. Again, giving a false sense of security in the field of that which is insecure, unstable. Always in a state of transformation. There's no perfectly true opinion. As the Buddha put it, field of view, vācā, is something with which the tathagata has nothing whatsoever to do. The tathagata does not attach to opinions. The awake mind knows this is an opinion. It's dittī. That's all. It's a point of view, a perspective. An opinion. And the last of the asavas is the quality of avijja, ignorance, not seeing clearly. Just that blurriness of vision, that not having the whole picture, not being awake, not being fully mindful and aware. Avijasava, the outflow of ignorance, not knowing, not seeing clearly. The mind patching in its version of what might be going on, what we think is real, believing in our working models as being absolutely true, taking our best guess or our half-formed memory to be a reliable, dependable perception. Many different dimensions to avijasava, but these are the kind of things, taking a partial view to be complete taking an unreliable sense of the picture of what's going on to be reliable. So these are the channels of outflow that the Buddha described, these asava. But they can be stopped, just like plugging the holes in a bucket or a tank. Asavakaya, the stopping of the outflows the stronger the quality of mindfulness and wisdom, the more consistent the quality of awareness, the more that's really trusted, then the outflow, that getting distracted, the attention getting lost, getting born into like and dislike, fear and regret, aversion and attraction. Those habits of The heart getting dispersed, distracted, pulled apart, they end. And what remains is a quality of peacefulness, spaciousness, wholeness. A profound delight and ease. Nothing missing, nothing to get. What could the Dhamma be lacking in this moment? What does it need to get rid of? It's ridiculous. But so when the outflows stop, what remains is the dhamma itself. This is the nature of the jitta, the heart. The jitta is dhamma, it's not a person. This is its nature. When the mind asks the question, what is the Dhamma, try answering it with, this is, this is the Dhamma, right here, this which is the answer to all questions.